Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on The Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about the upcoming Syracuse basketball season and about another brutal loss for the football team. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Brad Bierman and our guest today's former Syracuse center, Bai Musakita. Bai, really appreciate you coming back on the program. How are you today? I'm good, good, good. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's always a pleasure, Bye and Bye, we'll get you started on this one. You've been on this podcast before, and the last time you were on, you had just started working for the NBA. You're now an international grassroots events and operations advisor. So tell us more about your current role with the NBA. You know, it's, it's just a lot of fun, like a lot of traveling. You just focus on the grassroots, which is age 4 to 14, which is like the the age we focus on. You know, a lot of travel also works uh, for the uh, – worked a little bit in the basketball basketball league then – that's about it. It's, you know, a lot of, we keep busy. What are some of the places you've traveled to? And tell me about the impact you're having on the communities through basketball and athletics. So, uh, you know, just just like this past year, I was able to go for the Basketball Africa League, which was in Kigali, which was huge, the first ever uh, league in Africa. So I was excited to be part of that, you know, someone from the continent going back and impacting not just the youth, but like impacting the landscape of basketball, which is great. That's awesome, man. Congratulations on all your success there. And I wanted to pick your brain about the current Syracuse basketball team. What are your general thoughts on the upcoming season? So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always excited to see the team. So, of course, you know, it's like, uh, I say that Coach Baham always puts a, like, he's like a, a magician. You know, when, when before you perform your art, you kind of repeat, do different things, see what fits, what's not. I think, like, I haven't gone to practice, so actually I'm going to Syracuse in the month for Halloween slash, like, just going to visit. Uh, I think I will go to practice and see, but, like, I, every year, you know, when people are like, oh, Syracuse, would not, I'm like, we always find a kind of a way to, to, to make, like, to make a run, if not just on the tournament, like, in the regular season, where I know we haven't been as good as we used to, like, you know, uh, when I was there, but I think... You know, every year there is a different team you ask with. This year with, uh, like, you know, all the people transferring, I think it's going to be a challenge in getting new guys into the system, getting them running, like, uh, uh, you know, our uh, offense, which is usually the same. But, like, once you're done getting used to it, I'm excited to see the pieces, how the pieces come together. Um, I was able to see Buddy this past summer. We were at a basketball camp, actually, uh, ran run by uh, Nick Rezavi. So we are able to talk, and I think he's excited, you know, to see, like, what, what, what this year team has in the reserve. You touched on this, but you were part of one of the most successful periods of Syracuse basketball history when the team was consistently ranked in the top 25 and on occasion was the top-ranked team in the country. But the team hasn't been as successful since then. What's the biggest reason for that, in your opinion? I think, like, even, like, with, it, with us, like, going my senior year, we're going from the uh, biggest, you know, to the ACC 
you can see the change because, like, you know, the Big East was all, you know, the old, you know, the old Big East game. I uh, said that, like, we we were, like, in boxing match every single night when you when you play in the Big East. And why you go to the ACC is, like, oh, run and gun, let's play soft. The contact we were used to in the Big East was not, like, was a foul in the ACC. Technically, I was just talking trash, saying that technically the ACC is softer than the Big East, which is, which is fine, you know, it really has. <laughs> Has their own, you know, has their own thing. But like, I, the, I was so like, it was. I think the runs we have in Syracuse. Now that I look about it, I'm like, we did something that most teams, like in the country, don't do. Let alone like do it for four years straight. Like because, I, I was, I was, I was. I don't know who I was talking to. Uh, I think we were just having a conversation. I said when I when I was in Syracuse, it was never. A question that if you go into the tournament, it was a question of where are we going in the tournament. So we took that for granted. Now it's like a little bit, you know, challenging. You know, every team gonna go to to the to the like a challenge. And I think it's like that stage right now, rebuilding. You know, new coaching. The coaching side is not as new, but you know, if you lose one big piece, which is half half was the engine for uh, for like not just as co- like as as uh, players but also as coaches because he was vocal you can always hear him he was just like the master mastermind he always had something you know after practice wants to do isn't like isn't not just focused on just about the game he's focused on so your, your mental well-being like all, all the other things that people think that's not part of the game but he's really good at like making sure those things work you know, already set, and which was great. You know, sometimes we just come to practice, Hop used to say, "Ah, right, tell me, how's your family doing? Like, so you, we go around, yeah, my mom is doing well, and like, everybody talk about how their family was doing, which was small for us, which was a couple of minutes, but it was big for us because you kind of just, like, get to, you know, hear from each one of your teammates at the bigs, of course, at that point, and it was great. Like, my time at Syracuse, I think, we are spoiled, like I, like I keep saying, but, like, now I think it's just a rebuilding phase. And I think, we've been, you know, Coach is putting, putting a good – is going to put a good team together, and I'm just excited to see what they have for the season. By you were a center. You had a tremendous amount of success at Syracuse. What do you think of Jesse Edwards and Parama Sidibe, who are going to be the two primary centers this year? I'm, I'm excited to see Jesse. Burama, um, being you know, it's kind of kind of tough. He's been cursed by injuries, which is like you know, just just so difficult for as a player to go through injuries. You know, I played to an injury my freshman year, which was like you know, was not that big, but like it's just kind of tough as a player. Every year you're just gonna have to like, even if you think you're healthy in the back of your mind, just that injury that's gonna be lingering. I'm not really close to Jesse, but I'm really close to Burama because, you know, you know, I was just always there texting him, both him and, and Pascal, when they went to that, you know, they, they had a, a run there that was really, really tough, but it was just, like, good for them to hear from, I think, a different voice. You know, I was I was just um, texting them after each game, saying, next time do X, Y, and Z, and when I go to games, you know, they were asking me questions, and I was able to answer it, and then, like, just best on, like, a, you know, someone that plays in the position, I know, to find the ins and outs of it and adapt it kind of to make it work to my advantage because it's like when you play out zones, it's on your typical 2-3 zone. you got to learn how to adapt to the to whatever team you play with because 
most bigs in circuit make that mistake. You're just going to think, oh, this is a regular 2-3 zone from, like, high school. It's not. It's completely different. Things that we do is not, like, your basic, you know, 2-3 zone. But it's always good to just talk. You know, I think that was a big key for all of us. You know, the people that graduated always come back and talk to you about, you know, what they did, what worked, what didn't work. And I think that's a serious family right there. So it's like you always have something in like someone or like someone telling you kind of what you need to do in order to be successful. So I think I'm excited to see those guys, excited to see Borama since last year, you know, he was injured again and then like it just kind of kind of it hasn't been having a year like uh what we all expected from him but i'm excited to see what he has you know i'm excited and bye we'll get you out of here on this one when you first met buddy Beheim, he was in elementary school so what's it like for you watching him develop into one of syracuse's best players yeah we were, it's funny we were talking this summer i say you like he's, he's actually a basketball mind like we were talking about he's like man when you guys were there we were just talking about every single game that happened he remembers every single thing that happened being on the plane and he like we used to get candy like it's like oh man what candy <laughs> we have today so i mean i just remember him and hop's son griff like were like literally kids to us but now he's one of the best players you know in the country so he's just excited to see that growth and he's a basketball mind you can tell because he you know he grew up around it, and he can tell you every, you know, every play that happened. Like he was telling me plays that happened that I don't even remember. I'm like, you know, that's one of those <laughs> things you kind of remember. This guy is kind of a, a, his mind is a basketball mind. He's not like your regular players that are just, you know, don't remember a lot about the game. But he's a student of the game, which is great to see. Bye. Thanks so much for coming on the program again. Former Syracuse Center, bye Musakita. Bye. Really appreciate the time. Congratulations on all your post-Syracuse success. Enjoy the start of the college basketball season. We'll speak with you soon. No problem. All right. Bye-bye. Love speaking with bye Musakita, and thanks again to Ira Berkowitz. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online Editor-in-Chief and my very good friend, Brad Bierman. Brad, how are you today? I am doing well, Wes. Thank you. Brad, it seems like we've been talking about the same thing for weeks now. Syracuse with another three-point loss, their third in a row, this time to Clemson, 17-14 on Friday night at the Carrier Dome. Stop me if you've heard this already, but Syracuse had a chance to win in its final drive and couldn't get it done. It just seems like deja vu all over again. I guess the word we're going to use on Loop Wes is maddening, right? These defeats are just scratch your head, sigh for Orange Nation, and just the word, ah, you know, so close to coming down to getting, you know, winning points in a couple of games. I mean, two weeks ago, the thought process, I really liked it. Try to win the game in regulation with a two-point conversion against Wake Forest. Last week, disappointed because they went for the tie. Dino Babers did not play to win. And I go back to that scenario, third down and two on the final drive for Syracuse, you hand the ball off to Sean Tucker, you need two yards, he comes up a yard short. Well, it's fourth and one. What are the better odds with Garrett Schrader, the way he's been running the football and leading the offensive attack, and one of the best running backs in the nation, Sean Tucker, what are the better odds? One of those two carrying the ball for one yard to maintain that drive? Or Andre Schmidt, who slumped in this fourth season on the team, trying a 48-yard field goal from the right hash mark? So I really thought Syracuse was playing not to win, going for the tie. I know Dino Baber said 
you know, he, he didn't think that Schmidt was going to miss a 48-yard field goal. He was expecting OT. But I think you got to play for the win there. And earlier in the game, they went for it on a fourth and short and third and short situations. I, I really thought that was the play there. I thought the, the players deserve better. I, I think they need to taste the sweetness of a victory in the ACC uh, and that Syracuse really should have had different strategy in the end there. Otherwise, you know, stood toe-to-toe with a, a Clemson team that despite not being ranked is still a very talented team well coached and I, I think that really is is a good sign uh in the final five games of the season coming up. So Brad, let's talk about those final five games. Dino Bapers is obviously coming off a one in ten season and he's already approaching the hot seat. They're three and four now. What does Dino need to do to make sure he's gonna return as coach in twenty twenty two? It's simple. Win football games. Now of course easier said than done with the ACC being pretty competitive right through the middle there. There's really no dominant team. Sure, Wake Forest and Pittsburgh look great uh, leading, you know, in respective divisions, but he's got to win football games. I mean, coaches lose their jobs if they do not win them enough. I remember Scott Schaefer and his staff saying that simple, we did not win enough football games. That's why we're out of jobs back in 2015. So Dino Babers has to win. Now, that being said, it's a little bit more complicated with contract that's reportedly set through 2023. There'd be a big buyout into, you know, millions of dollars, almost approaching, you know, $10 million, but certainly in the high millions of dollars uh, in seven figures. And that certainly comes into play in, into all the consideration. I've, I, I have a feeling that if Syracuse were only to win even two, three more games and, and finish four and eight, I, you know, I still think you're going to see Dino Babers return for, for his seventh season, West, because Syracuse is a little bit different than SEC powerhouses like LSU that let Ed Ogeron go a couple of years after winning national championships. I think John Wildack, as he uh, – goes over the season with Dino Babers, which is customary after every year ends, that they're going to see improvement. They're going to see recruiting has gotten better. They're going to see that Syracuse was right in these ACC games and to the end not getting blown out. And it starts, you know, this week, Virginia Tech. This would be a perfect opportunity to show the progress from close defeats on the road at Florida State and in the Dome against Wake Forest and Clemson by winning on the road in the ACC, which, you know, I've mentioned all year long is something that has been really hard for Syracuse to do since they joined the conference. So winning game at Virginia Tech would be a good start. And Virginia Tech, boy, they got shellacked at home by Pittsburgh last week. The fan base there is starting to lose faith in Justin Fuentes as head coach. So this would really set up as a perfect opportunity for Babers to show his head coaching prowess get his team ready to play and win a road game in the ACC. And Brad, we are right at the end of our show. Your closing thoughts. Well, we've touched upon where Syracuse basketball West has been preseason ranked since joining the conference for the 2013-14 season. And it kind of hovers right around that 7-8 mark. And sure enough, when the preseason poll for the 21-22 season was released on Tuesday, Syracuse sits at number seven. And looking at the teams in front of them in the preseason media poll, Duke, Florida State, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech, and Louisville, 
really not a lot of argument there that Syracuse would be number seven. But I ask you, does Syracuse look like a middle-of-the-pack ACC team when all is said and done? I don't think so. I think they're going to finish higher than seventh in the conference this year, uh, and that will be interesting to go back in the spring and look back to here in October from the preseason rankings to where Syracuse does end up after the regular season. Brad, my closing thoughts are on 2022 three-star wing Malik Brown. I spoke about him on my closing thought last week about how Syracuse was in his final five. And over the weekend, Brown committed to the Orange over finalists Virginia Tech, Georgetown, Penn State, and NC State. Brown isn't necessarily a guy that's going to be a headliner for this class, but around this time last year, he was a top 100 recruit and is a typical lanky, rangy power forward that Syracuse likes to recruit. It may take him a few seasons on the hill, but if he decides to stick with it, I think this is a very important and solid addition to the 2022 class. That's it for us for Brad Bierman. This is Wes Chang reminding you that the bird, the bee, and the running child are all the same to a sliding glass door. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice and the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.